It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. And I want to talk to you about uh, something that'll make you healthy, kids. It is Built Bar. Built Bar is the secret of the, for me of keeping uh, both of my New Year's resolutions. I'm going to eat healthier, and I'm going to try to uh, eat better and lose some weight. Built Bar. It is healthier than your average, your favorite protein bar. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great for keto diets. You can lose and maintain weight while indulging in something that really honestly tastes like a chocolate bar. It is the healthiest thing you'll probably do today. It will be the healthiest thing I do today. Uh, if you work out, well, you're on your own. Good luck with that one. Don't give up your resolution. Stop showing off. <laughs> Don't give up your resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 20% off your next order. They are really, really good. Use the promo code BECK for 20% off at builtbar.com. Try them out now. Behind my cardboard microphone, welcome. With talent this hour, on lo- on loan from Agnes. Uh, she borrowed it from Lenny. I thought last hour I had Lenny's, but I was actually using Agnes's. So I want to credit her for this hour. That's where I get all my talent from. Uh, we we have uh, Bob Woodson going to talk to us a little bit about reparations and what's going on in uh, Washington. Also, we want to talk a little bit about Merrick Garland. His uh, hearing was yesterday. Uh, he's going to be confirmed as the uh, the uh, new attorney general. He was selected for a reason and one that you should be aware of. We begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Patriot Mobile wants to remind you that you can save money. You can get the same great service that you're getting elsewhere, but you are not going to be paying things for, you know, like Planned Parenthood. I mean, in, a, in your wildest dreams, do you want a dime of your money going to Planned Parenthood? I don't. So if you have Verizon or some of these other big mobile companies, why are you doing it? Why are you? Because they're taking some of their money, their profits that they get from you, and they're sending it to places like Planned Parenthood or places that are working against everything that you hold dear. Don't do it. Stand with the people who are standing by the principles that made this country what it is. The, well, what it was, the freest nation on the planet, the only place where it doesn't matter who you are. You can start from scratch and you can do it and change the, not only your life, but the life of your children and your grandchildren. Only in America, only in America. 
And Patriot Mobile is fighting for those things. Now, the first, they, you know, first things first, they, they have a great service. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else. They have a great service. They have better customer service and lower rates. So please, just check them out. This month, get free Premier activation. Well, they'll set up the phone for you. That's the hassle that usually, like, I don't want to lose my number and everything. You can keep your number. You can get a new phone, keep your number. They'll do all of it for you. And you get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. That's PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Or call 972-PATRIOT. One of of the greatest men that I know who is just so brave in today's society he is the founder and president of the woodson center and the author of a great book lessons from the least of these bob woodson is uh with us now hey bob how are you pleased to be with you again glenn it's great to talk to you sir it, time has gone by so fast i can't believe it's been a year since you started the 1776 unites project we're really happy with the progress we've made so far That's in great. just one year. That's great. That's great. So, Bob, I want to talk to you a little bit about reparations, and I, I want to play the the other side uh, to see how you would answer these things. Um, okay. Right now, the, the country is going through uh, uh, all kinds of change, and the White House and the House has started hearings and a committee on reparations what's the problem with reparations well first of all the 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 key liberator for black folks in the past have been preparation not reparations and also the whole issue of reparations is really to deflect attention away from the critical problems first of all just going into it in detail who pays did you know that uh... that that the the five Native American civilized tribes, they had thousands of slaves. Mm-hmm. They were free blacks who also owned slaves. Do, the, uh, do they pay uh, reparations? Uh, and so it, it gets complicated. Uh, but also, we have had rep, uh, reparations in the last 50 years in, in the form of poverty programs, the $22 trillion we have spent that was supposed to be targeted to these communities where 70 cents of all the dollars went to people who served the poor. We created a commodity out of the poor, and now we're getting ready to create a commodity out of race uh, uh, blacks. So, will, so, so let me what's happening. Let me let me play devil's advocate here um, and and push back on who's going to pay. It's really not about slavery, Bob. It's about the. Uh, inequality and the system that has been racist from the beginning. So it's not really about slavery. It's about the disadvantages that minorities, or in this case, African-Americans have had from the beginning. Well, first of all, they make the, the, the incorrect uh, statement that the problems facing blacks today, out of wedlock birth, crime and violence, and income inequality is is related to the legacy of slavery and discrimination. That is just not true. And we, the, the fact is that blacks thrived uh, during the periods of Jim Crow, building uh, banks, hotels. Um, the median income in, in Durham, North Carolina in 1940 
because of the Black Wall Street was comparable to the income of, of whites throughout the country. So, and also today, Glenn, 3.5 million black Africans and Caribbeans, they live here. If racism were the biggest barrier, why do they have incomes comparable to, if not higher than whites, they have a higher education level? Uh, why is it that these uh, blacks who look like any other black, how is it that they were able to thrive and outperform blacks and Asians in terms of education, if racism were the culprit, then how do you have this as an anomaly? Well, but if you could just give African-Americans money, they would be able to change their their way of life. They'd be able to pull themselves out of poverty. If you just gave them a, a big check, they would be able to use that to create a, a different life for them and their family. Okay, let's just, as if the problems, of, let's just take an example. You have black men are 6% of the population, but they're 80% of the NFL and the NBA. Two years after these men leave basketball and leave professional football, they are bankrupt. 80% of them are bankrupt within two years. If money, if, if wealthy men are able to, so it isn't a matter of having income that defines your, your status, it's how you use money. And, and, and black Americans, uh, historically, like I said, there are examples uh, when, when we had the right attitudes uh, in, in place, we were able to achieve against the odds. In Chicago in 1929, there were 731 black-owned businesses and 100 million in real estate assets, even at a time when we were being um, uh, redlined. So if we were able to build medical schools, uh, dental schools, our own hospitals, our own hotels, our educational systems in five major cities where we had crumbling buildings, overcrowded classrooms, half the budgets as white schools, we out-tested every other white school in five major cities at the turn of the century and up until 1940. So, so, Glenn, if racism were the sole culprit, how is it that under worst circumstances, the de jure segregation, blacks were able to perform in ways where we had no control of the cities? So, uh, Bob, I, uh, in all sincerity, uh, I mean, we know that there are, are problems uh, in the country and there's there's growing problems, I think, within the system uh, of racism. And it goes it cuts in all directions. Um, but the thing that really disturbs me is that we are telling people we're telling white people that they are racist. They're born racist. They can only be racist till the day they die. Um, and we're telling black people, you can't do it because these people are in your way and you need a third party to keep them at bay so you could accomplish something. I think those are both so dangerous to te teach people. They are, but Glenn, let me say that those people who are supposed to represent black people are not their representatives. If you look at the polls, 80% of blacks are against defund the police. According to a Pew poll, 60% of blacks do not believe racial discrimination is a principal barrier to their being able to achieve. 
So, so it is a lie that the, the people you see on television and those that are in the media supposed to be representing black people, they, they are part of the race grievance industry. And they, they, we have, again, monetized pain and suffering and injustice. They are the ones that white America are paying to give racially uh, race audits. Or equity audits. They are the ones who cor- corporations are paying millions of dollars to do equity training. You ask yourself, they should be compelled to answer the question. Look at the out-of-wedlock uh, births. Look at the violence in these cities. Tell me how uh, spending money on, on, on uh, equity training is a solution to these problems. What we're doing at the Woodson Center is that we are mobilizing people within those communities to represent themselves. And we're raising money so we can demonstrate to people that the real answer to decline is not to demand that white people liberate us from ourselves, but that black America has to be agents of their own uplift. Uh, I just, in case you don't know who I'm talking to, this is Bob Woodson. He's the founder and president of the Woodson Center, uh, author of the uh, book Lessons from the Least of These, which is fantastic. He has been a community organizer in the best sense of the word for a long time, trying to um, uh, trying to bring people together uh, and teach principles uh, that actually empower people. Uh, for quite a long time, and he has he has stood uh, in the same place unflinching, uh, and it's going to get harder and harder for him to stand. I, I got to believe that the the pressure you guys are facing right now, I have to believe, is enormous, Bob. Yeah, but it is, but um, I really think that that's one of the best of people. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the founder of Netflix, is spending $4 billion on race grievance. We need to mobilize our people to spend on the other side to empower people. Um, uh, for instance, Glenn, I th- that we're not going to do this by, by just complaining about what the left is doing. We must Correct. have a ground game. And what we're doing is we're mobilizing two points, I mean, 2,500 low-income black mothers called Voices of Black Mothers United. They are standing up with the police against those who want to defund the police. Uh, And so I really think we've got to mobilize indigenous organizations, people who are paying the price for this race grievance uh, um, uh, 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 narrative that is being pushed. We must let the people speak for themselves. Uh, if, if you want to donate, I'm going to send them to Woodson Center. Is that good? That'll be good. Yeah. yeah. WoodsonCenter.org. Yeah. WoodsonCenter.org. Uh, a really important work being done at the uh, Woodson Center. And we all have to stand together. We have to put race aside. We have to, you know, it's, I, I was pushing back on on uh, Bob on the um, reparations just to show that it doesn't it's not going to stop. It doesn't have to make sense. They have ways around all of your traditional arguments. Arguments are not going to work. You need to stay informed, but we need to get active and we need to be seen together working to solve problems in all communities 
And Bob is a great, great example of working uh, in underprivileged uh, communities and empowering people. And I am proud to stand by his side. And I would urge you to get involved, even if it's just a donation. I know money is tight, but this is really important work. You're frustrated. You don't know what to do. Reach out to the WoodsonCenter.org. WoodsonCenter.org. Bob, thank you so much. We'll talk again. Thank you. And your listeners have been very generous in the past, and I want to thank them. They are a good group of people. And whenever you need a, uh, whenever you need a community to come out and work side-by-side side with you, anytime we can do anything to help stand side-by-side, side, not just be a wallet, but also be hands, you let us know. We'd love to work with you. Well, I'm going to take you up on it because we do need hearts and hands and wallets. You got it. Thank you so much, Bob. You let us know. All right. Thank you. Woodsoncenter.org. AMAC, when the time comes to choose the advocacy group that is right for you, where do you turn? There are lots of options out there. Some of them good, some of them not so good. Let me tell you about one of them that I believe in. It's called AMAC, A-M-A-C. It stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now, if it might apply to you, then you need to take a little time today and check AMAC out for yourself. They represent courage, faith, reason in trying times. These are people that are going to give you the benefits that you're going to get from other senior organizations or mature American citizen organizations. Um, but you also get a group of people that are fighting with you. This is so important that we put our time and our money into things that are working with us, not against us. They are standing up right now against H.R. 1. In fact, I have one of the guys from uh, AMAC on in about an hour to talk about what's happening with H.R. 1. It is a total bastardization of our voting system. It is unconstitutional, and if they get a fraction of it passed, we're in deep trouble. You'll never win another election in your life. AMAC is standing against them. You want to join their growing ranks. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight by, by becoming a member today. Benefits are great, but the cause is greater. It's AMAC, A M A C S. I'm sorry, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Better for you, better for America. It's A-M-A-C. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to talk to you about Merrick Garland. Merrick is the guy that everybody will remember. He was the judge that the Republicans refused to uh, confirm. Uh, and that was what the whole Supreme Court thing was about, they say. They also said that he's not a guy that would have a problem uh, with the Second Amendment. The, the conservatives are freaking out. This is a very moderate guy. Okay, let's forget about what he uh, said and what was happening with the Supreme Court for the moment. I'm going to tell you that there is a reason he was selected as the attorney general. We are entering a very, very dangerous time in America. You know, I've I've noticed that the left, not the Democrats, the left, they self-diagnose all the time 
they say they're doing something or they say the other side is doing something. It's usually them. When they were accusing uh, Donald Trump, you know, over the summer of going to play hanky panky with all of the uh, uh, vote totals and that he was using uh, he was using uh, all the tools at his disposal to change the way and make sure that people weren't voting what what they were doing at the time was changing all the rules to make sure that they could open up the coffers and all of the ballots that they wanted to come in would come in they changed the rules at the last minute i'm going to tell you about the supreme court and clarence thomas what he said yesterday about it it is really important that you hear his dissent Um, And immediately the left is coming after him, saying that this is extremist talk. It's absolutely not extremist talk. Also, you need to know that uh, next hour I'm going to be telling you about what the um, uh, what the House has done. The House Democrats have they are now pressuring cable news outlets and also Amazon, Google, Facebook to cancel any of the right leaning uh, organizations like Fox, OAN, us, Newsmax, not just on cable, but they are talking about going beyond cable to Roku, which would include us uh, and Google, Apple. They're talking about that now, and it's getting very serious So what does this have to do with Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland was selected because he is. um, We are going to see, you know how we've been seeing a, a replay of the 1960s. We're now going to start seeing a replay of the 1990s. And the 1990s, if you remember right, uh, as soon as Oklahoma City happened, What did they do? They not only got the bad guys, but what else did they do? Within 24 hours, Bill Clinton was talking about Rush Limbaugh and talk radio and trying to get that off the air. Well, we've had our Oklahoma City bombing now. It's January uh, 6th. And Merritt Garland said yesterday that this was worse What happened on January 6th was worse than what happened in Oklahoma City in the 1990s. Let me explain who he is and what his background is and where he's going if confirmed. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Historically low mortgage rates that we've been experiencing will not last forever. Uh, the market is tricky. We have, we have put in 20, uh, 26% more cash into the system in just the last 12 months. The reason why we don't have hyperinflation now is because the velocity of money is almost at zero. People are not spending but you're seeing where big money is spending the stock market. That's inflation. There's so much money, they're putting it into the stock market. The market is tricky, uh, but I'll tell you that when you have to pull those things back, you raise the interest rates. 
So please get yourself out of risky, uh, uh, speculative mortgage rates that might be adjustable. Lock this low interest rate down right now with American financing. Refinance your mortgage with a much lower interest rate right now and save hundreds of dollars. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. You can save 30 bucks on your Blaze TV subscription. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get that 30 bucks off now for a limited time. This is the Glenn Beck program. All right. I want to give you some of the answers uh, from uh, Merritt Garland. Uh, Merrick yesterday uh, said that he was going to vow to prosecute white supremacists. Listen to this. 150 years after the department's founding, battling extremist attacks on our democratic institutions also remains central to the department's mission. From 1995 to 1997, I supervised the prosecution of the perpetrators of the bombing of the Oklahoma City Federal Building who sought to spark a revolution that would topple the federal government. If confirmed, I will supervise the prosecution of white supremacists and others who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, a heinous attack that sought to disrupt a cornerstone of our democracy, the peaceful transfer of power to a newly elected government. And that critical work is but a part of the broad scope of the department's responsibilities. This is why he was selected. He was selected because of his work in Oklahoma City and the Unabomber. He has a lifelong uh, pattern of going after extremists, which I am for. I was glad we caught uh, the Unabomber, really glad we caught him, but he wasn't a right-wing extremist. He was a technophobe. He was warning against technology that would take over everyone's life. Even a stopped clock can be right twice a day. But he wasn't a right-wing and white supremacist. When it comes to Timothy McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh was starting a revolution and he was trying to topple the American government. He was saying that the IRS uh, was growing too big. The government was growing too big. They were spying on their people, etc., etc. Stopped clock. But they both of them, both of them were violent That's what made them extremists, their violence. They thought it was better to blow people up. There's no difference between them and John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth wanted to kill President Lincoln because of his hatred, his hatred of the North, his hatred of blacks, his hatred of the peace treaty. He wanted revolution. He wanted to defeat the North. When when Garland said yesterday that today is more dangerous, what happened on January 6th is more dangerous than Oklahoma City, that should be a wake-up call to people. Here he is. 
Well, Mr. Chairman, I certainly agree that we are facing a more dangerous period than we faced in Oklahoma City at the, than at that time. From what I have seen, and I have no inside information about how the department is uh, developing it, its work, it looks like an extremely aggressive and perfectly appropriate beginning to an investigation all across the country in the same way our original Oklahoma City investigation was, but many times uh, uh, um, more. I don't yet know what additional resources would be required by the department. I can assure you that this will be my first priority and my first briefing when I return to the department if I'm confirmed. Do you hear his priority? They have yet to uh, define right wing extremism. They have labeled them terrorists. Now, if it's a bunch of Nazis, well, let's look at the Nazis. This is highly controversial and a horrible thing to say, but I'm an American and I believe in the First Amendment. If these Nazis are sitting around with a book reading party and they're just talking about how great national socialism is. I'm sorry, gang, but they have to be allowed to do that. I hate it. I wish those people would go someplace else. I wish that they would uh, wake up to what the reality is that Nazism and national socialism is evil. But as long as they're not planning anything, as long as they're not working towards the destruction of the United States in the way that Antifa does. You got to leave them alone. People believe weird things. People believe dangerous things. But unless they are a danger. They're not a terrorist. And they're not something that the FBI should or could do anything about. If there are Nazis or any kind of white supremacists, the Klan, which was an arm of the Democratic Party, the Klan, and they are holding their little meetings. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. But as long as they are not hurting people, using their power to intimidate, which is the reason why they have the hood. So it's a hard one to make a case that they're not trying to intimidate and scare people. They are using that is a act of terror by using violence or trying to use words that imply violence to scare people into changing their way of life. That is terrorism. If the Black Panthers are not doing anything violent, the Black Panthers should exist. If there's an appetite for a group of people that want to do that, if Antifa wants to talk about fascism, even in the way that they do, where they are truly fascists, it's either my way or I burn it down. Uh, 
even if they want to just talk about fascism in that way and go out in the public square and have signs and have rallies and say, hey, this is what we're all about. That's fine. They have to be left alone. But the minute they start trying to bomb or burn down a federal building or a police station, the minute they start beating people in the streets that won't comply, They've crossed a line, just like the Klan would, just like white supremacist Nazis would. But here's the problem. He's not talking about the violence that happened over the summer. He is only talking about right wing extremism. And white supremacists. I am all for justice. I am all for making sure we catch the bad guys. As long as the bad guys are not defined to be on only one side. Merrick Garland said yesterday that you could uh, that there was no comparison between what happened on January 6th and what happened over the summer. That is because the Washington elites see themselves as better than somebody who owns a taco stand. I don't. The Constitution doesn't. They are the same crime. Yesterday, he couldn't answer questions. For instance, is congressional inaction uh, a legitimate basis for Article 2 to decide it just must act because it wishes policy that were different and legislation doesn't want to move? So can you... Just act because Congress doesn't. Well, you're asking a really tough question about our basic constitutional structure. Yes, weren't you a Supreme Court nominee? So you probably have studied the Constitution. What's your answer to that? Well, just because I'm upset that Congress hasn't done what I would like, obviously that's not okay. But the president does have authorities. And when he acts constant uh, 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 consonant with Congress, he's at his highest power. When Congress has not acted at all, he's left with only his own power, which is clearly available under the Constitution. So you didn't really answer the question, but you sure led me to a pond that I don't like. Should border crossings, uh, illegal border crossings, remain a crime? I haven't thought of that question. Really? Really? And you're going to be the chief law enforcement officer? And we have what's going on now with our border? You haven't thought about it? That's the answer. Would you commit to publicly releasing special counsel Durham's report, just like the Mueller report was made public? Well, I'm a great believer in transparency. Although I would have to talk with Mr. Durham and understand the nature of what he's been doing and the nature of the report, that will be one of the first things I do in office is to talk to uh, Durham and find out what he's pursuing. Oh, okay. What about Hunter Biden and that investigation? Are you going to pursue that? You know, I I haven't discussed the matter with anybody. I haven't talked to the president. But, you know, the president told me that I'm able to serve, you know, as attorney general without any interference from the White House. That's not an answer to the question. 
How about should females have to be forced to compete with biological males in female sports? Well, you know, that's a very difficult societal question. Yes, it is. Senator Kennedy said, I know, but you're going to be the attorney general. Well, but I may not be the one who has to make policy decisions like that. Um, but it's, it's not that I'm adverse to it. Look, I think every human being should be treated with dignity and respect. And that's an overriding sense of my own character and an overriding sense of what I think the law requires. So you just gave us the answer without giving us the answer. I want to tell you a really disturbing story about the left and transgenderism. They claim they are for transgender rights. What happened to somebody who was arrested, who was transgender and voted Democrat? What happened to that individual is an absolute abomination. It might as well happened in a Soviet gulag. But you're not going to hear the left talk about it. Because they don't care if you're transgender or not. They'll allow anything to happen to you, even if you're transgender. You know, if if we don't agree with you or you're not useful to us, I'll explain after the break. There's enough things that you have to worry about throughout the day with also having to constantly be concerned that somebody is going to try to steal all of your information and your identity online. Because of COVID, everything is going online. How many purchases are you making online? How many things are you now doing? How many, how many uh, meetings are you having online? Documents that you're sharing online. No one can prevent all identity theft and monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. I want you to uh, consider joining now. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. You need to know if somebody is taking the identity of you or your loved ones and are using them in nefarious ways. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, and save 25%. That's lifelock.com slash BECK. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV, Texas's power failures provided America with a disturbing and deadly preview of the Great Reset. But Bill Gates, AOC, and other Democrats say we don't need less green energy, we need more. Is this really about saving the planet or keeping you in check? Glenn reveals the level of control green elites are pushing for in almost every aspect of your private life. Green control freaks ruining your life. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Jessica Watkins says she was mistreated after going on a hunger strike. Attorneys for the transgender woman charged in connection with the January 6th breach of the U.S. Capitol say that their client who voted for Barack Obama has been mistreated in jail. I want you to listen to this. The claims are among several cited late Saturday by lawyers who asked a judge to release Watkins to home detention in care of her fiancé. Watkins was charged last month, along with two others, 
Thomas Caldwell and Donovan Crowell in an alleged conspiracy involving disorderly conduct and other violations connected to the January 6th breach. In court filings, the Justice Department alleged that Watkins belongs to the Oath Keepers group, many of whose members have also been charged for their alleged part in the Capitol melee. Notice they say it's a melee, that it's disorderly conduct uh, and other violations. If you're going to charge somebody with the overthrow of the United States government, you might want to charge them with that. Now, here's what happened. Jessica Watkins is transgender. When she said that I have medical issues that have to be attended to, my arm needs medical attention. She could, they said, you're not seeing a doctor. You're not seeing a doctor. She said, my arm needs medical attention. You're not seeing a doctor. She said, when they brought her food, I'm not going to eat. I'm on a hunger strike until I can see at least a doctor. They deemed that suicidal. So they stripped her naked in the cell block, stripped her naked and left her lights on in the cell 24 hours a day for four days. This is an abomination. You don't have to like her. You don't have to agree with her politics. You don't even have to. You, you can say she belongs in jail. But don't you dare tell me you care about transgender people or people at all when you do this to them and you don't have a problem with it. It's immoral. This is the Glenn Beck Program.